You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> Welcome back to the Good Lad Unscripted Podcast. I never introduce myself. I'm Terry Goodlad, by the way. And uh, I oh, that's this, why this is Good Lad Unscripted. This hot, hot <laughs> little number sitting across the table from me is my gorgeous wife, my angel. They have no way of knowing. Anna T. This is a podcast and not video. Well, that's why I described the table. <laughs> it could There's be a, a table. lie. There's a table, microphones, equipment on the right here, uh, dogs on the left on the floor, a water <laughs> bottle, a, a cell phone, and a pair of glasses. And my cell phone is off. <laughs> is yours? No, I'm just going to turn it off now because you know I'm going to get caught with something. Always. Every time. <laughs> we uh, we did a podcast a little bit about ago about, you know, did no, we have get, children we get here, we, s- we sit down and Terry says, oh, today we're going to talk about our sex life. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> It wasn't quite like that. <laughs> it was it was just like well, that. Let it unfold. Let it unfold here. Uh, a, a couple of, a few episodes ago we talked about, you know, the, the the title was Have Children Ruined Our Marriage? Yes. And we talked about the realities of being parents and running a business and and the, the one of the casualties sometimes is romance and uh, well for us it was romance and right all that stuff and we had just had a conversation out in the van before we came in to do that podcast mm-hmm. and uh, just spoke frankly about you know the realization we had about where we're there's at. no balance there's no balance we went from being uh, just us for eight years many years yeah and then. And then we became parents to a four-month-old, which, you know, everybody that has become parents and knows is life-changing. Right. And then we went from having, when he was a, not, he was one and a half, we took in two other toddlers, one and two years old. So we went from one to triplets. Right. And so, yeah, a lot of things changed. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and you have to, you know, you have to adjust to that and then... I guess what happened is uh, what happened after a few months is we're like, okay, we're off balance. Our whole entire life is uh, trying Every, to figure out being parents. Everything, was, everything, yeah. And so we've changed many things. And really, what it was is we were just reacting to. We were just instead of being proactive, we were reactive. We were just reacting to whatever the kids did, whatever pressures came up, sick kids, whatever it was, demands of work. We were sick all summer. Yeah, and so we're just, you know, it's it's like standing there in front of one of those tennis ball machines that fires <laughs> tennis balls at you, and somebody puts it on like warp 10, and we're just like, ah. you know, it was a lot like it's that. It's one of those memes on Facebook, those video memes. Our life was a meme. <laughs> Our life was a meme. <laughs> Definitely a meme. Just Me like trying a- to get through the day, and it's some guy, you know, going down a hill and <laughs> tumbling, and <laughs> that was our summer. <laughs> yeah, that was us. So anyway, uh, just just coming to that realization, um, and and what we did not do is we didn't blame each other for anything. We just we just broke it into its parts. We didn't get, uh, you know, we didn't let emotion get into that conversation, really, did we? No. Back me up. Only you. <laughs> Whatever, dude. I was calm and collected. I was passionate about it. I was passionate about what we have Terry's lost. Terry's a Cancer and I'm a Taurus. I was passionate <laughs> about what we had sacrificed. Uh-huh. 
to be where we were with everything. And we took on a lot this year. You know, yeah, we, we moved did. into a different house. At the same time we were doing that, we were setting up this manufacturing facility. Yeah. At the same time, we've got three toddlers. We were nuts. There was not many date nights. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, know, no, we can handle another child. It's okay. <laughs> no, honestly, honestly, we, you know, we make decisions together. In that way, uh, and the reason we make all major decisions together is that if it doesn't work out well, <laughs> we never feel we like, oh, the I'm the bad guy, <laughs> yeah. or nobody else can ever say, I told you, we, you know, yeah. we, and so, so that's why we make decisions together. It's healthy for our marriage. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no guilt and there's nobody can throw stones at us because we did it together. Um, but with that, when, when that day came around, we did that podcast, that podcast was actually very much... Therapy. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah. Be because what happened is we, we actually talked publicly and made ourselves accountable. Mm -hmm. And uh, and okay, and then what we did is we took a big step back. And today we have a date. We looked at the it. picture. Yes, but it's not just been today. It's been, it changed that since that day. Yeah, it, it really has. We yeah. talked about it. We didn't it's get emotional. We didn't point fingers at each other. We just looked, okay, what's the problem? Changing Look at what we sacrificed. Focus. Yeah. What can we do? Is this a priority to you? And you said yes, and I said yes, and 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 the uh, the important thing I think to share here is it wasn't some you know we didn't book a cruise you know what I mean no we, unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> I was all packed <laughs> <laughs> but we just did simple things one night I went out to to Vons to get some milk for the kids and. And, you know, I thought, what the hell? So I bought some flowers and I bought, you like hummus. So I bought some hummus and you like these certain kind of crackers. So I bought those crackers and you like dry like salami. Little, so I bought dry salami. thoughtful stuff. Right. But I came up with this bag of stuff and, and in this desert of anything pleasurable that we had in our life at the time, you know, that felt pretty good to you. You mm -hmm. said, oh, and I brought home some wine that we never drank. It's still sitting we, in the I know. Right. I haven't even drank that but wine. But it's there. Yet. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. You know, and and uh, and then you did some awesome things for me, some really, really thoughtful things for me. I'm You you took care of everything and I was not feeling well and you'd let me sleep in one day and just sleep. Like you said, you, you don't have to do anything. You can just rest, get rest and get healthy, you know. Right. And so we were able to do things like that. Now the girls are gone. Yeah. Um. And now it's just even easier. We can do even more now because there's uh, that is is not there. Um, well, we, it's a lot less work getting you know one kid ready in the morning, right? Compared to three, and less know. drama, and yeah. less 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 everything, right. less laundry, less everything, right? right. And so uh, the cool thing is that you went ahead now and planned a date afternoon, right, for us today, yeah, right. And so I'm really really excited about that. And so the thing of it is is that. That has changed the scope of any everything. Yeah, uh, you know what's always been there for us, and we're going to speak very frankly here because it's a, a, a very important part of a marriage, is sex. Mm -hmm. Right? We we've not let that go, but the romance has gone. Right. The romance makes the sex so much better, and so it's always a very very important thing. And I know a lot of guys maybe don't feel that way, but it, it is. It's an important thing. S sex, unless you want to do it by yourself. Right. <laughs> if you want a partner. You know, there is that emotional... Yeah, it can't just be robotic, right? No, well, it can't just be a physical thing. Mm -hmm. You know, if it is, don't get married. You know, just do it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> or go buy it from somewhere. Or, not that I'm I recommending that, you know. It's against my faith to say that. But but you know what I mean? You're, you've, you brought somebody into your life. Right. I, I you have to loved, nurture it. You know, when we first met... Now, your, your parents are 
old school people, right? Mm-hmm. They're from Brazil. Yep. Uh, very affluent people. Um, very strong morals and values 70s. and like that. Yeah, yeah, very strong morals and values. But the first question when your mom met me that she said to you in Portuguese was, <laughs> you know, is the sex good? <laughs> you know? And so you said yes. And she good. said, if you, if you don't have that, the relationship won't last. That's <laughs> yes, just And it was like, okay, a bit of a narrow view perhaps, but wow. You know, that was, for me, that was so incredibly refreshing because where I come oh, from, my mom's nuts. yeah, where I come from, you know, you know, you have sex to have children. Anything after that is just an extravagance. Well, we you know? would be screwed in. Like, what would you, well, not, no, actually we wouldn't be, <laughs> but it's, it's just that prairie country mentality where I come right. from, where, we don't talk about sex, yeah. you know, and sex is a bad thing, mm-hmm. you know, and if you have natural urges as a man, you're a pig or you're a this or you're a that or get your hands off me or like that. And, and I marry this beautiful Brazilian girl. And if I walk past her in the kitchen and I don't touch her butt, she wonders what's wrong, <laughs> you know, and, and which is, which is as cool as that sounds, it's an adjustment. Right. It was for you. yeah. Right. A big adjustment because I feel like I'm disrespecting you if I do that. And you're saying, no, right. I, I like that. No, of course we you don't do that. Disrespect me if you do that to somebody else. Right. <laughs> then we're gonna we're gonna have, have a chat. We're gonna have some problems. But it was just such a, a unique thing, and and I, I and then you've shared with me, um, you know, your perspectives on sex, even body awareness, all that stuff from your culture, mm-hmm. and it was like that makes so much sense. It just makes so much sense. So I wanted to talk to you about that today and share some of that with, oh my gosh. with our listeners. <laughs> you know? Really? Well, no, but I mean, sex is viewed like where I come from. I'm from Canada and I'm from the prairie provinces from Saskatchewan. You're a farmer. And, you know, I grew up, I was born in 1959. So I grew up, you know, in, in that 60s, 70s sort of thing. And, and it was a very repressed society then. Mm-hmm. You know, sex was something that was implied, but, you know, it was a very taboo sort of thing. I mean, you go to a social function and all the women gather in one corner and bitch about the men and all the men go in the other corner and talk about trucks. You know, I mean, that's <laughs> that's where I that's what I grew up. With. Right. 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 And and uh, and so it's it was kind of a fun social thing to man bash uh-huh. women to bash their husbands. Right. And for husbands. You know, to, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you like. I think that happens, you know, where I'm from too. But for me personally, um, I I never understood that because, you know, when you feed something, it grows. And if if all you do is complain about your significant other being your wife or then your that husband, grows or, too because you're feeding it. Yeah, and then pretty soon you're gonna go home and you're just pissed, you know, pissed right. off. Um, so I never understood a, a long, long, long time ago. Um, I had a friend and she invited me to this function that like she was going to get all her friends together, all her girlfriends together. And they were going to do like handcraft or whatever. And she named it Stitch and Bitch. And because <laughs> you're going to do crafts and talk and talk about her husband. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to go. <laughs> like, I, first of all, like, if I have something to bitch about, I'm going to try to solve that problem. Right. And that's the thing. That's the thing that was like, such I don't a shock. get off on that. It was such a shock for me mm-hmm. to, to experience that. But if we have a problem, I come to you, you come to me and we resolve that problem. Right. Well, I, we don't take it outside. It, it's, um, 
you know, it's it's just confusing to me because what do you want your life to be? Because if you're always complaining, and it's the same thing with your kids, you know, you, you and, and I'm sensitive to that, I think, because I've been wanting to be a mom for so long, and I couldn't have it naturally, you know, we were, we've been going through this whole process, and and I feel like people take their husbands for granted and their kids for granted, and you can choose to, you know, look at life however you choose, but if you're always complaining about your husband and what he doesn't do and this and this and that, guess what? When it's time to go to bed, you're not going to want to have sex with him because you're going to just be mad at him because right. you spend all, all day thinking those things. And if you never ever want to have sex with him... Then you are going to end up without a husband at right. some point. Or... or- He's going to be having sex with somebody else. And this yeah. is another philosophy, and you never coined it this way, but it's essentially the philosophy. And pardon my directness, but it's, you know, if you love your husband, you know, keep his balls empty and his belly full, and he's not going to go looking for those things someplace else. And, and, <laughs> that's, and that's your way to abbreviate. <laughs> well, it's kind of that, that. I'm from the prairies, okay? <laughs> from Saskatchewan. That. Anyone from Saskatchewan is going to get that, okay? <laughs> uh, if you're not, you know, just take it for what it is, and, and there is value there. And, and the thing is, if, I'm, if I never talk sweetly to you and buy you roses mm-hmm. and sit and listen to you, and yep. understand what you say and engage in meaningful conversation, you're going to find that someplace else. That's how people start affairs. That's absolutely Bingo. right. And, and, and everybody thinks, oh, Bob screwed his secretary and she ruined our life. It's like, no, it's grains of sand. Mm-hmm. It's a million grains of sand. And then you find yourself on a beach that's just full of rocks and there's no sand left. Right. And, and so not every time, lots and lots of times, it's a slow erosion over time. If you've been married right. to somebody for 10 years and he goes and screws the neighbor lady or something like that and i'm really generalizing here and probably getting in deep water but yes you are <laughs> you can probably look back at a slow erosion at what point did you start speaking sharply to each other and, and that just became a regular thing at what point did you stop looking at sex as a really positive and important thing to share with each other mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah and and i mean i'm, I'm 59 years old and, and I'm, I'm sure my daughter's going to just like rip her ear. Charity, if you're listening, stop now. <laughs> yeah. I'm 59 years old and we have almost daily, mm-hmm. we find time for each other and we enjoy each other. Right. Right. And, and, and that's. And like, you don't look at that as a bad thing. I mean. No, because, and that's what I was going to say. Like you can see across the board um, people the first thing they do when they go through a separation or a divorce is they get in shape mm-hmm. and they find somebody, right? right? Like usually. And then they start working on themselves. Yep. They become better people. They look their and best. They, they look, yeah. you know, and they start therapy and like all of the things. But if Why they not had do that done, while you're married? Right. <laughs> if they had done all those things while they're married, uh, maybe they didn't have... Because... You know, it, 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 it's case by case, and we are generalizing because there's no way. But for the most part... Our, let's talk about our relationship. Well, What's important he, to us, not, not what, what everybody else should no, do. But this I want to say something do. first. Okay. <laughs> I apologize. Okay. In, in most cases, okay, what changes, unless somebody is an, an, an alcoholic, you know, drug addict, or it has just a, you know, a, a sex addiction or something like that. For the most part, 
the difference between the first marriage and second marriage is what you change right. in yourself. It, because problems are going to be there, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe you got better in solving problems. Mm-hmm. Maybe you got better in, you know, compromising. Maybe you got better picking the person you're going to be with. Mm-hmm. It, maybe it's all of those things. But most of the time, unless you were in a, a relationship that was somewhat abusive, you know, mentally, physically, spiritual, whatever, the next relationship is going to come with uh, the same amount of problems to solve. Lots of times just different problems. Just different problems. And, so, and oftentimes we, you know, when you bounce from marriage to marriage, and I'm talking about my own experience, mm-hmm. the things that I didn't get in the first one are the things that I look for in the second one. Right. And that's the only thing I'm looking for. And then you don't see all the other things. And then there's other problems right. that come up. And then, <clears throat> so... So basically what I'm saying is, and I had this talk with um, a friend of mine because uh, she was having problems, you know, for a while in her marriage. And I, and I told her, I said, listen, you are at, your, at the end of your rope. Like the, the easiest thing right now would be to just start fresh, right? But if you look back at the reasons why you guys got married, mm-hmm. you know, and if, if, uh, because there's not this huge, like he didn't go out and do something or, you know, it's just, they, they grew apart. They grew apart. I said, why don't you go to therapy? Why don't you try to revive this? Why don't you try to go back, you know? And you know what? For the first time, somebody actually took the advice and now it's like they're dating again. Mm-hmm. They never separated, mm-hmm. but they're dating ad- again because, the truth is, is that you're going to separate because you're fed up, but you're going to find some other dude and it's going to be the same thing. Right. You have to work on the same things. So you know what? If you're not having sex with your wife or if you're not having sex with your husband, at some point they'll be having sex with somebody else. Right. And people get mad when you say that. And it's like, no, that's the truth. Now, if, no, if mean, your husband ex- or wife had a, an accident and they can't, it's a different thing. Then well, you find out the ways. What you're talking about is you're talking about somebody really in in our situation, right? Where we used to busy. be really, really, you know, and then we just got busier and busier and busier with more and more things at work, more and more things with kids, all that kind of stuff. And pretty soon we take that relationship for granted. And next right. thing you know, we're just not doing the little things anymore, right? You know, we're falling into bed exhausted, both of us, and and kind of and, and we become roommates, and and it snuck up on us. It's grains of sand. It's a right. million grains of sand. It's, right. it's just this one thing today. And maybe where, you're having sex, but you're, you know, it's just, it's, it's not inspired. It's not the same. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and so when you get yourself in a situation like that, what we did is we took a step back. And the important thing is, is that we did not point fingers at each other. Mm-hmm. We did not look for a place to blame anything. We both looked at what we could do more. We understood what happened. It's obvious what happened, mm-hmm. but we looked at ourselves and go, okay, where did I disconnect? That's what I did is I said, where did I disconnect? And I, and I, you know, you've been sewing here. You don't sew, right? but you've been filling in that spot. We've now got the sewer that we needed. And, uh, but you used to come home and your neck and back used to hurt you. Mm-hmm. There was a time when I would pull out the massage table. I'm giving you a nice massage and right. making you feel a lot better, but I'm exhausted. Right. And so I just don't do that. And I go, oh yeah, yeah. My back hurts too. And right. so that's it. We go to sleep. And so that's just one thing. So now you just stop asking for that 
mm-hmm. you just stop saying it, but you're uncomfortable, but you just stop saying it. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be meals. Mm-hmm. You know, meals used to be this big event. Right. Well, now they're not. It's just food. Right. Right. And right. so you kind of lose that. And it's just like, man, I miss that. You know, it used to be, we used to do photo shoots. We used to go shopping for clothes for photo shoots and do photo shoots. And we were really into that. We just don't do any of that anymore because we have no time. And we don't always have a babysitter or rarely have a babysitter. So, so the point is, is I look back and rather than picking out a million things that you didn't give me, I looked at what I'm not giving you. Right. Because that's the thing I can change. Yes. Me bitching at you about what you didn't give me it doesn't accomplish anything. No, yeah. because it puts it all on you. And now you can, you, you can in turn then complain to me about all the things I didn't give you. So now we're just arguing about what we didn't give each other and, and essentially yeah. convincing ourselves that we shouldn't be together. We should go be with somebody else right? or alone. And instead, I looked at myself and said, there is so much I can do. Mm-hmm. Just bringing home flowers. I wrote on the whiteboard for you. I had to drive to LA yesterday. So I'm up at three o'clock in the morning. I come down here. I don't get to spend our morning time, which is really precious time for us. Yeah. You know, no, I came down here and wrote on the whiteboard and you walked into work. You didn't get to see your husband. It was a different day. And there's this great big eight foot message that says, I love you, Anna. Right. <laughs> it was so cute. Right. But it, it made but, me smile. You know, it makes you feel appreciated and loved. And it's like you have a better morning. And it took me know. two seconds to do. Right. You know what I mean? And so it's just stuff like that. And like I say, you don't need to book a cruise and try to patch things up. It's just reverse engineer that million grains of sand. Yeah. Start to deposit a grain of sand every day. Right. You know, and then pretty soon it, it adds up just like, it does when you take it away. And, and so that's what I did. And, and in turn, you made the decision to do the same thing. And you've changed many, many things, you know? Right. And, and I think that's, that's, that's it. I think people get so focused on being right. And, you know, um, like everything is the other person's fault. Um, Which is easy to do because when you're not getting something, you feel discomfort. Yeah. And I always use... We're like kids that way. I always use this analogy. (laughs) You know, I was building a house. uh, We had bought a house and I was doing some of the work. So I was putting in the basement, uh, the subfloor. So I'm there and I'm watching this whole crew and I've got an eye on everything. I'm keeping, making sure everything's high quality work and like that. And I'm doing that until... I hit my thumb with my hammer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then nothing all I could matters, see was my thumb. Right. Nothing else matters. You could have burnt the place down and I, all I saw was my thumb. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. The amount of pain you dis, you experience is directly proportionate to your focus on self. Yeah. The more you discomfort you feel, the more focused you become on yourself. Mm-hmm. But by doing that, you have to, Force, if, if need be, force yourself to take a step back, look at the whole situation, and then focus on what you can do to change. And when you start changing somebody's life, it's the same principle why you got together in the first place. Right. right. You know, I showed you that I cared. You showed me that you cared. And when we do that, we draw closer together. And the right. more and more you do that, the closer and closer you get. Right. And, and that's the thing, like... Um, and that's why I don't understand why people choose to live under the same roof, but just pick on each other all day and not come together as a team. And another one of my pet peeves is you can choose one of two things. You can be right or you can solve the problem. Right. 
And so many people, because of their egos, mm-hmm. have to be right. Yep. But it doesn't solve the problem. It just intensifies the problem. Makes it worse. Yeah. So you can be right and alone. Yeah. With half your possessions gone, writing great big checks every month, screwing up your kid's life, you know, and then jumping into another relationship where it's going to be the same mess all over again mm-hmm. because you have to be right. Mm-hmm. Or you can solve the problem. Yep. And when you solve the problem, you get closer, your family gets stronger, you get better at everything you do. Right. And I think that's one of the biggest problems. I had to learn that about myself when I was younger. And it's definitely, definitely something I practice in our marriage. And, and lots of times I think I am right. But it's not important that I'm right. Because a marriage is not about me. It's about us. Right. I, I, and I agree. And I think that that's where the, the bitching about the husband or bitching about the wife comes from. It's like you want validation from other people yeah. that, you know, that you are right. Um, and... I'm going to touch on a different subject now. I don't, I don't know how many women listen to this show, but um, I, I feel that women, and I was talking about that in, in my own podcast, the Blast podcast with, with Elaine, um, we are so hard on ourselves about our appearance. And so, you know, let's say you, you, you got married, you look great, and then you, you had a couple kids or for whatever reason, your career, you got out of shape and now you know, you, you don't, don't look that way anymore. And so now women feel like they have to cover up and they're more, you know, and, and they think that their husbands want to have sex with somebody that looks a certain way. And it's so far from the truth. You know, what, what's important is that you still take care of yourself. You still buy clothes that fit and that looks sexy, you know, you, you don't have, you know, you don't have to wear a certain size in order to be attractive. And they take that away from themselves. And then pretty soon the husband is not making a move because he's so tired of being turned down. Mm-hmm. And, and he's being turned down because she doesn't feel... No, because you're pointing out every insecure. minute of every day how ugly you are and yeah, unattractive yeah, or you just are you, and how insecure you are. They feel insecure and feel insecure to I, take I, their clothes off. Look at your mom off. and dad. They're in their mid-70s, okay? They're almost 80 now. And your mom looks after herself. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like to work out, doesn't do any of that, but yeah. she dresses nicely. Yeah. You never see her. She never comes out you know, with her hair all over the place and like that. She comes out of her room and she's done up. No matter what it is she's wearing, PJs or whatever it is, right? Right. But she is a beautiful woman, like striking. Your dad is the same way. Mm-hmm. He's always put together, always sharp. And you know what? It's really, really attractive. Now, you go to the beach, your mom's in a bikini. Right. They're in their mid to late 70s. Your dad's in a, in a swimsuit, your mom's in a bikini, and they could care less. They just walk around just as confident as if they were covered up. And, that, and that's right. the thing. It's, that's what I love about you. We haven't trained in the last year. Either one of us. Right. And uh, not the way we used to train. No. (laughs) And so neither one of us looked the way we used to look. Right. right? But that's never been an issue for us. No, because Because we still walk around just as confident. (laughs) You know, you're just as confident. And we walk around, we don't treat each other differently. I still grab your butt when I walk past you. I mean, if you were married to somebody that um, makes a distinction in how they treat you, depending how you look. You're probably with the wrong person. 
Yeah, I'm sorry to say that, but that's the truth. Yeah. Um, and no, you need to check yourself if that's if that's like if that's, that's the person you chose, right? You know why? Why? Because like I've had so many people comment on you and say, "Oh, yeah, no wonder why you picked her. She's so hot." And it's like, no, actually, that has nothing to do. I mean. I was photographing the hottest women on the planet in the fitness industry. You always have, yeah. Right. And and that's not what that's not what I'm looking for. But and and that's and that's exactly or or you know when I cut my hair, like you never treat me any different when I had short hair, uh growing hair, curly hair, straight hair, you know. I I do have friends sometimes they're like, "Oh, my husband is complaining cuz the inside of my thighs are a little loose." And I'm like, what? Like, so if you're a guy, don't do don't that. Don't say stupid shit like that. Don't do that because <laughs> then you are not going to get laid because now that's all she can think about. Right. And then, you know, and then you can't just like be yourself. And yeah, then they will end up with somebody else that doesn't pay attention to that or, you know. Right. So don't do that. You know, don't do that to each other. You know, it's like, and guess what? Nobody's going to look in their 50s like they did in their 20s or 30s or, you know, it time, time passes. It's not the same. So. And I think just learn to, uh, you know, instead of, uh, again, like I, you know, my life is a steady diet of hot bodies and pretty faces and round butts. And that that's what I did as a photographer. And we still do it now in this fitness wear company. I'm mm-hmm. still taking pictures here. Exactly. But the thing that is, is I, I make the effort not to focus on that. You know what I mean? Well, because if you focus on that, you end up with an empty shell. Right. If 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 I've got a problem with (laughs) drinking, empty life, right. If I've got a problem with drinking, I I don't, you know, I can, I I don't, I don't go in and lust over beer, you know, or alcohol. Right. You know, I don't make jokes about it. I don't find buddies that like to drink a lot. I don't, you know what I do is I just, I just avoid that. I guess that's, you know, if you're a guy and you, you're looking at porn all day of 20-year-olds yeah. and then your 50-year-old wife. And going to the with your buddies right. and doing stuff like that, and you're probably you're, not going to be cranked up about your 50-year-old wife, right. exactly, or your 40-year-old wife or your 30-year-old wife. Right. That had a that's couple maybe kids. blessed your life with a, with a child. Yeah. Time. And so that's a choice, right? right? And if, you're, if you spend all day focusing on that, then no, you're not going to be attracted. But if you spend all day looking at the attracted attractive things about your partner right at the end of the day that's who you want to spend your time with you know so it it, it's not something that you just let it happen like you have to plant the seeds so you can be in a healthy relationship just got to be responsible about your life like what do you want from your life do you want to have a happy marriage or do you want to lose half everything you got and probably more and I, never see your kids? It's, it's like um, a, a funny story, but it's kind of the same thing. You know, we, we drive a minivan now. And uh, I <laughs> I was up in Seattle and I had um, rented an a SUV. Um, and then when I got there, the SUV wasn't ready. And then I was it was so cold and the girl felt so bad for me. And she's like, well, I you know, I could get you something else. I don't know if you're going to want it, but I do have a minivan. And I'm like, yes, because for me, I don't spend all day thinking, 
man, I wish I could drive a Porsche or like that. I spent all day thinking, this is amazing. Look at the room in this thing. And everybody's... Exactly. I mean, how many people have given us a hard time about, you because, know, because we we're not a, cool because we drive a minivan? We're not cool anymore. And I'm, I'm going, like, are you freaking mind? <laughs> You've ever sat in this thing? It's, it's like a most, boat. It's, it's awesome. It's the most comfortable thing. Yeah. And we have our dogs and we can travel anywhere with all of our stuff. And Jesse's our, got an iPad to watch. He's right. got room to stretch out. It's, I can lay down in the back if I want to. That's all I focus on. Yeah. Now, does it go fast? No. The chicks look at you when you drive past it no you know right. the you know is it easier to park than a, than a well probably easier to see in traffic but but you know what i mean i could focus on exactly. the negative things about minivans yeah or i could just look at the awesome things about having a minivan i can look at the negative things about being married to you mm-hmm. which honestly i couldn't even give you a list because i don't no, think about because those I'm things perfect exactly <laughs> to me you are you are perfect and always to me. right always <laughs> Okay, kind of got hung up there. But anyway. <laughs> no, but it's the truth. Like, to me, you are the most beautiful woman in the world. Yeah, it's and I truth. tell you that all the time. Mm-hmm. That to me... And I say, you're crazy. You are the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. That's, right. to me, I believe that. that. That is my belief. And... You're the, certainly the most sexy woman I've ever seen in my life. Now, if somebody else thinks that, I really don't care. Right. Or if somebody else thinks they're sexier or more beautiful, I really don't care. Right. I don't care. I don't want to hear it. I, this is my world. This is my bubble. And I don't want to change it because, be, and because I believe that I have incredible sex every day with this gorgeous woman. We have incredible food. We have, we laugh all the time. We have all the fun in the world with our little boy. We just have this awesome, incredible life, right. not because we are perfect, but because we choose to focus on you create the, the life good you things, want. the positives, the sure. things that we want. Now, is our life perfect? No. No. And and that's we've I got guess, a business that we're you know, we every day is a battle, right? right? That's what business is. We've got a relationship. I'm fifty nine, you're forty three, uh, you know, and, and we haven't had time to train. You know, is our life perfect? No, it's far from perfect. I don't think many people would want to have our life if they had to live it for a week. <laughs> it's very, very challenging. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot. We mm-hmm. deal with a lot. Mm-hmm. Um but to me, it's all I've ever wanted. Right. And and so what I'm saying is Find the good things in your marriage. Find the good things in your spouse. And then be responsible and protect that. That's your job is to protect. Yeah. Protect your husband's integrity. Protect his ego. Protect your wife's, you know, ego. As she ages and feels self-conscious, make her know every day that that doesn't matter to you. Right. You know what I mean? And if you tell yourself that, you know, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. That's right. Whatever you believe, you will manifest that in your life. Right. And so if you believe your wife is unattractive, you know what? Don't fart around. Set her free because trust me, there's a thousand guys out there that think she's the hottest thing that ever walked on two legs. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so you're the moron. Right. So look at the positive. Look at the and, positive and, and find point. that beauty there. You know, and if you pump her up, trust me, she'll be doing things to make herself look better and feel better. Right. You know what I mean? Right. She'll be eating healthier, doing some exercise, having more fun, laughing more. And you know what? She's going to become even hotter. Right. And that's my belief. And I completely agree. And I also agree with what you just said. If you absolutely don't think you can do that, then let that person go. Yeah. Being your either Either fix it. Right. But don't put her through hell. And and the her and the his is the same thing. It's the same. It's the same thing. If you don't love this guy. Right. 
Quit bashing him. Quit destroying his life. Quit screwing around behind his back. Quit lying to him. Yeah. Set the guy free. Just say, listen, I don't have what it takes to be the best spouse for you. Right. And move on. And now we're telling people to get divorced. No, what, what we're not is just that, you know, because when you say that to yourself, yeah, you're, like, you're going to oh, say, you I know what, do that. I'm a dickhead yeah. and I need to change. Exactly. Look at yourself because that's where the problem is. Right. And that's a problem you can fix. You can't change somebody else. Fix yourself first. Always. And then see where you're at. And then you'll be happy. And if this person doesn't love you enough to look at themselves, then you know what? Maybe it is time to call it a day. Yeah, it you know sometimes it is. It takes two. Yeah, it takes two. Our marriage works not because we have a perfect life. We have an extremely challenging life. Lots of old baggage. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of things going on in our life that we never talk about. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. the things that we're doing. I mean, there's some stuff we'll talk about later on in this podcast right now. And when you hear it, it'll kind of blow your mind. But but we got a lot going on, right? Yep. yep. So we don't have a perfect life, but we choose to make this work. Right. And so I want you at your very, very best. Why would I do anything to take away from that? That's right. Because when you're at your very best, you give me everything I need to be my very best. Mm -hmm. So why would I want to, why would I want to shoot myself in the foot by telling you that, hey, Annie, you're getting gray hair. Right. What's wrong? You need to cover that up. (laughs) Why would I say that? You know, Terry, you got a gut. You know, you need to get to the gym. Get to the gym. What are you too fat? Right. Right. Why would you say that? Yeah, because it's not going to have the result that you want. It may no. be true, but it's not. You're not going to get the results you want. You no, want to be effective absolutely. in what you do. So right, make your choice. Then you got to live with it. You got to go to work. Me? I got to go to a trade show. You got to go to work. <laughs> you're do. so hot right now. I don't want to do. It. I just want to shut up this podcast and make up right here in the studio. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> Thank you.